Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious and prosperous existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey everyone, this is Surya. Welcome to A Voice for Love. And today I'm very excited to welcome my special guest, Chanel Clarissa. Welcome, Chanel. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Hey, thanks for coming. So um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm Chanel Clarissa. Uh, I'm a money manifestation coach right now, and I mostly help women to manifest money repeatedly, you know, not just like a one-time thing. Um, I got into money coaching because, well, we were just talking about it, even just my name, Chanel, you know, it's just a lot of um, money financial situations that I went through in my life. And so I thought, um, okay, I could get through those uh, financial things that I went through. So I thought I could share it with people, how I was able to overcome those blocks and now manifest money on like a weekly basis, right? It's so possible to do that. And yeah, that's why I'm doing what I do right now. Oh, that's so great. Mm. And, and it's so important because it really is a big part of the deconditioning of, you know, like we've been told that we have to work hard and make money. And of course we still have to work. We have to do things, you know, we have to take action. Like this is the thing. And, you know, our source is not what we've been told that it is, right? Like our source is like so overflowing and abundant and all, you know, has everything that we need, right? Yes. And I mean, growing up, I was told to go through a certain path, right? That was pre-decided for me. For example, like I was told to become a doctor or a lawyer and it's like, no, I don't desire to do that. But I was told that, oh, if you don't do that, then it means you're going to be in lack for the rest of your life. But it's not true because we are so abundantly provided for and we have access to this power, I mean, not really access because the power lies within us and it's just lying dormant within us to create the abundant reality we want. And it's about awakening it and unleashing it by, and that's the work that we do, right? Deconditioning and then learning how to embody the most abundant version of us so that we attract that to our lives, right? Because a lot of things about manifestation too is, um, there's a lot of things like how to manifest $10,000, let's say, right? But people are constantly in this looking to manifest, looking to manifest, and they continually emit the frequency, the vibration of, I don't have it yet, so I'm looking for ways how to manifest it. And there was no wonder that people don't end up manifesting it because they're always in the state of waiting, of looking for. And a lot of the work that I do right now too is to encourage people to get out of that wanting, that waiting, and start being that version of you that already exists energetically in the infinite uh, field of possibilities that lie right here, right now, in this internal, eternal now, and to live as that version of you because it's possible for you right now to manifest the financial abundance you desire. 
It is. And that's perfect. Because I was thinking to ask you, like, mm-hmm. where is some a place for people to start who are like new to this? Or even, you know, like, even if you've been working with this for a long time, I find like there's always tweaks and hacks. And I had to learn this because sometimes what worked once doesn't work another time. Right. So then it's always that's part of our evolution, too. It's like finding the next way to like flow into what it is that we desire. So do you have any like t- tips or like tricks to help people kind of embody that like if somebody was like well how do I do that like how do I embody or envision that higher part of myself like what what would you say so the first thing I would do is uh clarity right clarify that vision so what kind of life do you desire to create what kind of being do you desire to evolve into to become right because I mean what I used to do and I know everyone that I know does this is that we always live just how we lived yesterday and we expect different results, right? I always lived in lack and I was doing affirmations. I was scripting. I was doing visualizations. I was doing all the things that manifestation teachers would tell me to do. But the rest of the day, I was living in lack, right? Because I didn't understand how it was. I thought that if only I did affirmations, then I will manifest. But no, it's the state of being, being so let's get back to that but um first clarity so clarify who it is you desire to become what kind of life do you desire to live so write it all down you know where do you see yourself who do you surround yourself with what even are you wearing what are you eating what are your habits and start doing more of that right and then what are they doing that you're not doing so do more of that and what are they not doing that you are doing. So stopping more of that. For example, I used to always look up again, the how to, how to manifest, but then the version of me that is already abundant, she wouldn't be scrambling to look for those. You know, she would just trust that she is abundantly provided for. And as long as she does what she can and she continue to live as if she already has it, then she will manifest it. It's just like a given, a no-brainer. Like she doesn't have to think about it anymore. So even things like that, what content do you consume, right? And um, starting to live as them. And yes, it does feel awkward in the beginning because we are so used to living the way we have been living so far. And I mean, we are all conditioned to believe in the scene, right? And uh, I'll see it first before I believe it, right? For example, my boyfriend is like that. And manifestation seems easy, but it's not because we have to decondition ourselves to believe in the unseen so that we are able to bring that reality into our reality now. So, and it starts by daily, daily, daily practice, consistent hourly even practice. Like I still do this work daily so I can become the version of me that is the most abundant version of me. And there you go. Like now I manifest money on a weekly basis, but it starts by believing in it first and living as this version of me now before I see it. Was that clear? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. No, no, it's, it's fantastic. Well, it's making ourselves a match 
right? Yes. We have to be, uh, and, and like, I love how it breaks down to this for people maybe who are a little bit more scientific, you know, like in terms of energy, right? It's like you have to become the match of what it is that you wish to be. So the cool thing about it is that we can kind of like imagine ourselves into that. And like even the world, the word imagine is like contains magic, like magi, like magic, right? Like I imagination, like our imagination, like that is our magic. So yeah. yeah, it's so, it's so great. And it's so fun too. And it's really about playing around in that. And thank you so much for saying that it is absolutely ongoing work and we just keep you know like it's absolutely ongoing and I love that you said that because I I talk about that a lot because I've been doing what I do for a long time and I think at one point I thought like oh one day I'm just gonna be healed and everything's gonna be great and it's like no you, you still gotta practice you still gotta use it you don't just stop meditating one day you don't don't just stop doing your spiritual practice you don't just stop like you continue you expand into it you know and it changes but yeah it's definitely ongoing yeah, like I remember, for example, the first time I manifested over 5,000, right? I manifested, I, I believe, 6,700. And all the limiting beliefs came up because that was the most I manifested at the time, right? So there's always, and I know that once I manifest the amount I desire right now, limiting beliefs will come up again because it's another ceiling that I'm breaking through. Right. And I feel like with the next level, the amount of money, success, abundance, even love and being able to receive and hold it, not just receive, right, but, but be able to stay abundant. There will always be limiting beliefs that come up and it's about regulating our nervous system and continually doing the inner work to be able to hold it. It's, so yeah, it is absolutely ongoing. It's actually almost a given that yes. the negativity is going to come up. Like I have had the most clear experience of that, especially over the last um, few weeks because of some shifts that are going on for me. And it's just so funny at this point. I'm like, it's so predictable. I'm like a big change happens. Like, whoop, ego is going to flare up. Oh, like, you know, the, the opposition of that is also going to rise up. So it's kind of like, you know, I just keep thinking about like Jesus and like the 40 days and the 40 nights in, in the desert, right. You know, where he had this, like, you know, the voice coming at him, the voice, the voice, it's like, we all have that as humans. Like that's how we're built. Right. And it really comes up a lot with money, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And also just knowing that we were, how would you say it? Like we're conditioned for safety, right? Not for thriving, not for succeeding outside of our comfort zone, right? For thousands and thousands of years, we were conditioned for safety, right? So it's only recently that we are now doing things outside of comfort zone the way. So it's always going to come up those that voice in our head. And it's about the coaching that I do with the women I'm serving too is about knowing how to move through that voice, those fears that come up in their daily lives, right? Even in between our sessions too, because it's so important. And especially with money, it's something that we use every day and even just our spending habits too, right? That's the first things that um, I help my coaching clients with. It's about being able to spend with gratitude so that you are able to receive more and knowing that spending just creates more space for you to receive, right? And you'll, that, that reframing how you view things as well when it comes to money is important. 
Oh, it's so important. And I remember when that really shifted for me around just really being free around like reasonably so, of course, but just like, you want something, get it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't mean like lavish purchases, but like before, you know, when, when you're in scarcity or lack, you'll overthink everything. Like, should I get this? Should I get that? Should I, you know, oh, but yes. like, and then you just move into more trust and faith. And I think, you know, we have to remember too that most of the world lives in a space of not knowing where their next, you know, meal might come from their next, you know, like this is not something that just like one person or just like one individual or a small group of people is going through. Like this is everybody, right? Everyone. Yes. Everyone. And that's why starting from even small habits, right? Like, as you said, not lavish purchases, but even like spending on that next meal. And we are so grateful. If, like if uh, your listeners are lis- listening to this, like they most likely have a shelter and their next meal ready, right? And it's so, it's such an amazing thing if you really think about it, because I also came from a third world country. So I, I came from Bali, Indonesia, and I see that difference every day, right? There, there, there are people that don't, really don't know where their next meal is coming from so it's about gratitude even when spending even when we're spending five dollars on a coffee right it's it's so abundant and when we can realize how abundant that is we open ourselves to more because of that state of gratitude yeah I know for myself and it's funny enough that we're talking about this because I was actually just thinking yesterday I think everyone has so many things that they could be grateful for that they don't even realize that they're taking for granted. And I don't know about you, but the deeper I go into gratitude, I'll find myself in deep moments of gratitude for just simple things, like just, you know, any simple thing, like looking outside, like maybe the way I I get really grateful for like the vacuum cleaner and the washing machine, because I'm like, wow, like, can you imagine like, what would I do if I didn't have one of these? Like, how how much time would I spend even more? Like, I I feel like I spend so much time cleaning already, you know, but like, you know what I'm saying? But like these things, right? Yeah, like I didn't have a washing machine in Indonesia, right? I didn't have a dryer. So I totally understand. And even it's raining right now in Vancouver and the roof, it's not leaking. Like I was so grateful of that too, because um, I would, uh, I used to volunteer to bring books and stuff to um, underserved uh, elementary schools in Bali. And they would literally go home if it's raining because it would be leaking, right? And their books were destroyed and all that. So it was like, just whenever I think back, it's like, wow, I'm so grateful for this room that I'm in. There's so much to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. There, there is indeed. Uh, it, there is. I mean, life itself is so, and, and that is part of the, really the manifestation or the creation process so much is really having the gratitude for the present moment. And the more that we can find ourselves truly in the present moment and, you know, it's like so cliche, but it's like within the word, like it's the present, like the gift is the present, like, you know, and the more time that we spend in the present, then that also magnifies into what shows up as more abundance and, you know, in all forms in our reality. Right. Yes, absolutely. Because when we're waiting for that, future that has yet to come because we are unhappy with our present moment then it's never going to come because future is a mental construct anyway right all we have is now it's always going to be the present moment so when we are grateful for the present moment it's a given that you are going to attract an 
a beautiful future because you're always just grateful and you don't even have to manifest anymore. You know, you don't even have to write a manifestation list anymore because when you're always in that state of gratitude in every moment in the eternal now, then that's what you'll attract. Just everything will just fall into place for you. It's beautiful. It, it really is beautiful. Yeah, it is. And it's all in the present. And sometimes that doesn't look like what we, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't look like what we thought it was going to look like. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's just different. It's just, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's there. Yeah. For example, um, I had this conversation with a woman and she was like, oh yeah, I wanted an extra thousand dollars a month. But how it came for her was that her partner ended up asking her to move in. And so because they now share expenses, she now has extra $1,000 every month. But it didn't come the way she wanted to. But because she just kept on, you know, being grateful. And it turns out that it did end up better because she is now able to live with her partner. That what it's what she's been wanting for a while. And it just worked out beautifully, you know, even though it's not exactly how you, your ego wanted it to be. Yeah. I know. It's so, well, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Because the surrender piece, right? It's like, you really have to like surrender over what it is we think. And it's perfect because I mean, we don't always know exactly what we want and, or, you know, like God wants 10 times, 20 times, like however many times more for us than we want for ourselves because our, our like vision is still like limited, but we are like from and, and connected to something that is limitless. So the more we can just release expectation and um, just enjoy. And then again, like the more that we're in the moment, then it just becomes about that. It doesn't become about the grasping or the wanting. It, it moves into the trust, right? Like yes. this piece of trust. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I will be provided for Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to trust. Like, I'm going to trust because this lined up and it came up that it's going to be able to you know going to be able to handle it right yes yes and yeah it's like moment to moment trust and it will work out better than you ever think of right and it removes a lot of pressure and anxiety as well I remember when I used to always be waiting in anticipation I would have so much anxiety like I had trouble sleeping because I was just nervous even what the future would bring even and it never ended up happening right so when I did the inner work I was like okay moment to moment it brings you so much peace because all you're doing is staying abundant in the moment and then I started seeing results I started money just started flowing so effortlessly and naturally from places that I didn't expect money to come from, but I knew it happened because moment by moment, again, I'm always embodying the most abundant version of me. And so money flows. Yeah. It's the great irony, isn't it? It's really like when you surrender, it's like that, that sort of happened to me this summer. I was like, I'm just going to take the whole summer off. And then it was so funny how many different opportunities and unexpected things came up like out of nowhere. And it was literally after like, just saying like, so like, like, no, I'm just going to like, no, I'm just going to take it off. Like, I'm not going to do anything. So it's that really that act of surrender, you know? And, and for some, I feel like somebody listening to this right now, or maybe a few people listening to this need that reminder. Like it is when you 
you just truly surrender over whatever it is that you've, you know, you put it out there and you know that it's coming and then you just surrender it over. And, and, you know, some things don't come to be right. And that's okay. You know, and then we realize later on, like I've realized so many things in my life that I was praying for and asking for, like some of them, you know, just went away. Some of them blew up and I was always like, why? And now I look back and I'm like, wow, thank God, you know, that didn't happen or thank goodness because what happened afterwards to that person or the situation or whatever, like I would have been in the middle of that and it would have been a nightmare. Right. And so then I knew like, that's the, that's the magic and the knowing of the creator. Right. So that's yes. why we have to keep, you know, trusting, you know, that, that things are always playing out as they are. Right. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. When I look back at uh, old journal entries, I love to do that because it just makes me proud of myself for how far I've come. And I love those moments. Um, but I would look back at uh, old journal entries and I realized, wow, I didn't manifest what I wanted because then I wouldn't have learned about this and this and this. For example, inner child work, such a beautiful modality to um, heal uh, money blocks. And I wouldn't have learned that and been able to teach that to my coaching clients, if I had manifested it, because I didn't manifest what I wanted, I went through, okay, how, what's going on here? And it allowed me to explore into myself deeper and it allows me to become an even more valuable coach to the woman I serve. So yeah, it all just plays out um, exactly how it was to be, how it was meant to be. And then um, I also thought about like, if you're always waiting, because a lot of women I know they're all, they're always waiting for their manifestation. It's like like you're always checking like your Amazon order or something, right? Like you place an online order and you you're always checking it out. But as long as you put it out, you put it out there, you trust that it's coming, then you can just stay in the eternal now being grateful that it's already here, that it's already here. And so yeah, it's just trust, very important. Oh, it is about trust. It really is. And sometimes um, we are asked to hold a lot of trust and a yes. lot of faith, yes, especially absolutely. for the bigger, the bigger requests, you know, yes. like the bigger the request, the more trust and faith that you're required to hold, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And expanding yeah. our capacity to receive as well. Oh yeah. That's mm -hmm. a big one for, for women too, especially, right? Yes. Yeah. Because we're told, oh, that's too much. We're not relatable anymore now. That's definitely what I relate to, right? I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be relatable anymore if I'm that successful the way I desire to be, to see myself being successful. And it's like, but we're allowed to ask for more and we're allowed to hold more. And it's not about, it's being able to say, oh, more is coming. Thank you. More is here. I can hold even more instead of, oh, wait, 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 this is too much. Don't send me more, right? I used to think like that because there was just too much. And it's, it seems like a beautiful problem to have, but it was really challenging for myself. All the limiting beliefs came out and it's about being able to expand even more and being able to receive even more. And it's by, again, trust and faith that we are going to be able to handle it and we shouldn't fear having more. Do you relate to that? Like fear of more? Oh yeah, of course. Mm. And it's funny when I was, when I was listening to you, I was thinking like, wow, it's almost like a, a symptom of the old, like the patriarchal woman to like resist and like, oh no, like, no, no, no. Like, like withhold, be the martyr, like take for herself last. And yet 
it is the goddess and the empress who is like sitting there like open like waiting to receive just yes. like all juiced up like serve I me love that. serve yes. me you yes like, yes like, serve me and I will give you the universe you know like yes. that's the goddess right like and that's the shift that we're in too so I think it's so important for well even if you think about it too with women and, and men and like in the masculine and the feminine like the feminine is is receptive and whether you you know you're a man or woman or whatever it is that you're identifying with you know everyone still we still have those those aspects within us you know those things that we call like masculine and feminine it's part of the like polarity right yeah 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 so um I I would love to talk about because I know that uh, your grandma was a really amazing woman and a big inspiration in your life. So I would love you to tell us a little bit about her and how she's maybe influenced some of the work that you're doing today as well. Yeah, so I mean, my grandma is my role model. She is an inspiration. She was very successful. And I mean, just thinking about how much gender equality pretty much was non-existent back then right in a third world country especially and she was able to become a self-made multi-millionaire um because of and she didn't grow up rich like she was very very poor like she would only eat rice and salt like that's what her family could afford um and she was able to create that business and she taught me a lot of it so Basically, she would visualize every night that um, it would be raining money and then she would collect it, collect it with like a bag and she would also visualize this money tree um, and she would shake it and it would pour, it would rain money on her and then she would also collect it in her bags. So she utilized a lot of manifestation principles before she even knew what it was, right? She was just, she really wanted to escape poverty. I would say that's the word for it. And so she did all these things in her mind that eventually she saw in real life. So she would always tell me, there's more than this, like, this is not it. And then what was fascinating was she went hiking on a mountain in Bali. So she's in Bali right now. And she saw this tree. It's not a money tree, but it was like a diamond tree. It was sparkling. And she knew that it didn't belong in this realm. Like she just knew that it was very sacred. So she left it alone, but that experience shaped her for the rest of her life, right? That it was a testament that she is so supported and because she would see a money tree every day for a long time that she saw this tree and she wasn't you know using substances or anything that would cause her to imagine something like she was she was sober she was hiking um she had a vision yeah she had a vision and it was so real to her and she was like wow this is beautiful and it's just a a beautiful story for me that even the unrealistic can become true that can come to life when you hold it in your mind long enough and of course she put the work in of course she was a very hard worker she was very intelligent and she did what she could to really create wealth for herself and her family and get out of poverty and being able to provide a good life for herself and her sisters 
it's an amazing story. It's it's an incredible story, you know, how she went from being, you know, basically raised with nothing to being becoming a very wealthy businesswoman. And then the fact that, you know, and, and that she was able to do that in a country like like Indonesia is even yeah. more remarkable yes. because it's, you back know. Back then too. Yeah, back then as well. And then the fact that she literally utilized these visualization techniques mm-hmm. in order to create her desire. And I was wondering like, like, I was like, I wonder when she started. Have you ever asked her, like, exactly how many years that she did that for, like, the visualization? I never did. I never did. But it was, I mean, it was long enough. And she still does the work she today, yeah, right? Yeah. And she, she's blessing me with uh, her prayers now, right? Because she's enjoying her life now, of course. She's at that age. She's worked so hard. So she's now just sending it all to me, sending all the blessings to me as I started my coaching business and all that. And she was just a huge inspiration that even if it looks like it won't work out, if people are judging you, just keep on going. And then people started asking her, how did you do that? Right. Even um, men were looking down on her and thought that she was the secretary, but she was the business owner. She's the boss. Anyway, she has all kinds of stories like that. And um, downloading guidance and ideas on which businesses to start, that's also a huge part of her prayers. And just being always being led on the right path is a beautiful thing to remember that I'm always at the right place at the right time. Mm. Yes, yes. That's a big, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm always at the right place at the right time. That's a very yeah. good affirmation and a good thing to to think about, right? Yeah. Again, it's, it brings it back to the present moment because it's like, well, where are you? Well, you're here. So you're here. Yeah, you're always here. So might as well just be grateful for this, right? To attract an even more abundant reality for yourself that gets to happen sooner than you think, right? And I'm always grateful for my grandma to have gone through what she had gone through. Like it wasn't easy for her. Oh my gosh, definitely not easy. And she was able to go through what she went through to allow people like me now, female business owners to thrive, even in a country like Indonesia, if I were to go back, right? I'm in Vancouver now, but it's just a beautiful thing. So much to be grateful for. And our path is so much easier than who have gone through before us. Oh, for sure. Oh my goodness. So much more. It's, it's mm-hmm. so true. And, and, you know, we definitely have our, our own challenges as well, like unique challenges to this time as well. But oh yes, even the fact that we have technology, you know, means that we have access to the whole world, right? Whereas like your grandma, like she had to build a business, like with, you know, whatever was in front of her, whoever was in front of her, like all these kinds of things, right? Like it's very, it's incredible. Yeah. She's yeah. Uh, hats off to, to, to grandma. Thank she sounds you. amazing. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Send my blessings, please. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll get her to listen. I'll send her the link to this podcast when it's up. She'll yeah, be happy. Yeah. She'll be so happy. <laughs> yeah, She'll be so happy. Will. I'm sure you're that that's her greatest joy, probably more than the, you know, yeah. more than the wealth, more than the just to see you doing, you know, and 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 everyone. And it's true, you know, it's so much is in the in what we perceive and how we perceive, like especially with money. And it's so ironic because, you know, all of these programs that we've been kind of, that have been forced upon us about money and abundance were actually created by people who are hoarding the money and abundance, right? So that's the thing. It's like, they don't want, you know, the system or like the old way doesn't want us to really wake up. Could you imagine if like every time a 
human being wakes up and realizes their power of creation and continues to step into it just little by little every day. This is the thing. Everybody's doing the same thing step by step, day by day, right? But you've got to start somewhere because when enough of us do that, oh my goodness, like it's, it's unlimited, right? Abundance yeah. is unlimited. Consciousness is unlimited. Everything is unlimited. And yet it's funny, we come here and we're all of these messages are taught to us from the systems, from our families. Like it's going to be a little bit different for everyone, right? But it's it's just wild. Yeah. Like even the message that rich people are evil, right? In movies and shows. And um, I was just talking to my boyfriend about it. It's like, have you ever thought that they intentionally portrayed rich people as evil, as greedy, so that we don't want to be rich because they benefit, they make a lot of money from us being in a soul-sucking job. You know, they make a lot of money. So many industries benefit from us living the way that we were taught to live. And if we were to fully unleash and awaken our reality-creating powers, then it would be a lot different. It really would be. Well, that's why really, if there's any war truly, it's actually on our consciousness. And that's why like the fear, like that's why we're always hit with all of this fear because fear is the first thing that will paralyze everything. And especially when it comes to money, like there's so much fear energy around money, right? But it's because of the, all these messages that we've been taught about that then become our reality about, oh, it's scarce, it's hard to get, like all of these things, you know? And if there was a global shift in consciousness around that too, because you can't move into higher states of gratitude as well and also not be giving at the same time. You know, that's why like, it's so important for conscious people. Like it's, to have money that it's important why we need like more enlightened millionaires and enlightened billionaires like people who can really be good stewards of their finances and like live wonderful lives and also give 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 right because like the I, I never even thought about that intentionally you know um like like what you were talking about with your boyfriend like intentionally um perceiving people yeah. not perceiving the opposite word of that you know what i'm saying portraying like, portraying people, yes yeah. yes yeah the people as that to scare us right to make us i mean to make us not like one another as well to make us judge because and also really having money and being able to become a good steward for the money we take care of the planet right we buy from socially responsible companies instead of uh, places like walmart that don't care about the planet and their employees for example, right? And it's about um, also even our bodies, right? We are able to come back to our body when we do the inner work and we're able to take care of ourselves. And so there's trillion dollar industries that tell you to take things that don't serve your body, for example, because of the fear that paralyzes us. And it just like, it, how would you say it? It permeates to all aspects of our lives to heal this relationship with money because it again it just comes back to healing our relationship with ourselves it really does and it's a big extension of it because like it or not you just can't escape money on the third dimension like yes. unless you want to go live completely off grid in the bush like you have got to deal with money and what that means and even that you know, we're not taught how to manage money correctly, for example, and how, you know, certain types of people, more wealthy people know their ways to manage money while others do not. So there's like one tier of people who are always stuck in a mundane, like, you know, working 
like hour for hour, like kind of thing like that. And they're just always working, working, working. And then there's people on the other tier who are just like sitting back, relaxing because they know things that the people down here don't know. And like, we're not taught these things. Right. So it's like, there needs to be so much more education and just like the lifting of this, like, yeah, it's so interesting how much negativity there is. And then, you know, money is also like, it's funny, you know, like in hip hop culture, it's like, Hey, it's like praised almost like it's some kind of a God, you know, like, it's just crazy. Like, and it's also, it's just the thing, right? So everybody has to explore their own relationship to money, right? Mm-hmm. And money is just numbers on the screen, if you think about it, right? And money was created because we didn't want to carry goats for a bag of apples, for example, right? It's just to simplify how we exchange services and products value to one another. It's but it's what we perceive money to be that carries all these all these negative connotations to money, right? But money is just a tool for you to live your best life, for you to serve the highest good of the world. You know, imagine a life without money. It would be so hard. And it's just that, a tool, a tool to support you. You know what? Actually, I had this thought the other day. I totally forgot until you said that. That's why I was like, clap, clap. I'm like, oh, oh. I had this thing come to me that money is actually a miracle. Money is a miracle because before there was money, we had to trade. Like, and so you actually had to get the physical goods, like the goat or the, yeah. the, the spices the apple, or yeah, the tea yeah. or the whatever it is, the apple or whatever it is that you're like the, the silk or whatever, right? Like, or, and, or all the parts that you need to like get all those things. But money actually simplified everything because it allowed one centralized form of trade and that is just money that has like a centralized value. So, so the other day I was like, wow, like money is actually a miracle because if we didn't have money, like then what, like it would be very complicated to sort out the exchange of things. So like, yeah. I just invite everyone to like, think about that. Cause it was a real aha for me. Like money is a miracle. Money is a miracle because it's, and it's important, I think for everyone too, to really think about when you think about money, what's your immediate like feeling? Is it like, I love yes. money. Oh my God. Yes. Like, yeah, like I love it. Or is it kind of like, Ooh, I don't like money. I don't want money. I don't. Cause like, there's a lot of stress and I've, worked through so much stuff around this oh my gosh I was like so emotional about money Me too. I'm a very emotional person and that like and a lot of the experiences that I had as a child involved trauma and money right like money fighting all this stuff like it was stress it was fighting so when that happens what happens and it gets stuffed very far down is you push it away because you're like I don't want that because I associate that with this trauma with this pain with these fighting with this stress right and I think this is a very common experience for almost everyone because kids grow up probably seeing their parents fight about money you know seeing money being short seeing money like they're always being lack so again we learn this evidence as kids and so unless you have parents who understand like financial abundance and are always speaking affirmative words for you like it happens sometimes but again not enough people know about this so I hope everyone who's out there who's a parent because I'm a parent like if you can you know speak abundantly to your children don't speak lack to them like you don't have to say oh we can't afford that like no no just not today you know what I mean like not today like there's so many wonderful things that you can other ways that you can word things so that you don't have to imprint you know and for the most part it's okay like maybe the best thing in that moment is that you actually can't buy them that thing that they really don't need you know oh yes (laughs) right yes I love that I love what everything you just said because I saw my parents fight over money too even though we had enough we had more than enough but there were so many arguments about money so I associated money with conflict and so I avoided having money all my life because of that. 
But once I realized that it wasn't money, right? I demonized money, but it wasn't money. It was the stories I put on money. It was my beliefs, my feelings, my experiences, but it wasn't money. And because it comes back to ourselves, we can always befriend that part of us that is worried about money, right? Instead of pushing it away, we can face that part of us and be like, okay, thank you so much for taking care of me. I knew you, we saw our parents fight over money, but you know what? It's okay now. It's not money. And we don't have to repeat that, right? We can always take care of that part of us that is so worried about money, that hated, quote unquote, money, because instead of pushing it away, as you said, and just befriending it. And yeah. That really goes back to the inner child piece yes. that you mentioned at the beginning, which is really cool because I actually wanted to ask you more about that. So I'm glad that we kind of cycled back to that because it's so true. And it's with anything to do with the inner child, like it can be very simple if you just remember that we have to reparent the parts of ourselves that we're not parented accordingly, you know, and, and that's what it is. So when those fears come up, when it's like we fear, because really what it is, it's survival, isn't it? It's really like we're all sort of, you know, and that's sort of hardwired into us for different yes. reasons. And that's why meditation and all of these different practices can actually help to change the brain so that we literally become wired to prosper. Yes. And, and we become wired to source knowing that source is all providing, therefore, you know, we can pretty much have whatever we need or desire. Yes. And and that's going to look very different for everyone because some people, and, and for a lot of people, you know, a simple life can be a very abundant one, but one that is very <laughs> overflowing with all of the things that you need and never having to want for anything. And the yes. space, like if you do want something that like, there it is, right? So, but again, that's everyone's individual journey to figure out what it is that abundance and prosperity truly means to them, right? Absolutely. And it can, it looks very different for everyone. And it's just about rather than pushing those feelings away, like this was one of those moments in my life where I was just mind blown and completely changed how I view my fears around money was that instead of pushing it away, thinking that, oh, it's making me um, repel money because I'm feeling this fear, right? But there's no negative emotion, really. Every emotion serves us in one way or in another. And once I realized that, that instead of pushing those fears away, whenever I have a fear that, oh, money will cause arguments in my relationship, that was like the huge money fear that I had. I just invited it in, right? And I talked to it. And I was like, and understanding that part of us that fear is money, will allow us to understand where they're coming from and it will reveal memories associated with it. And then we can do the inner child work and we can befriend it and just take care of it and continually affirm to ourselves that I am safe. I'm always in the right place at the right time. I'm taken care of. I'm so abundantly provided for and it's all going to work out and you don't have to fear, you know, but just don't push it away and just invite it in and talk to it. Yeah. And keep talking to it because just like your grandma, I mean, I'm sure she did her practices for years and maybe even probably decades more like I would guess, you know, I would yes. guess decades. And so, you know, I think sometimes people say things like, 
affirmations don't work. Well, what affirmations do is they, they begin to help you reprogram your subconscious and, and the vibration of the very words that you speak help to change your vibration and your level of consciousness. But it really depends on where you're at, right? Like some people might shift very quickly into another level and some people it might take a lot longer for who knows how many different reasons. So, you know, I just, I'm feeling compelled to say this right now. So it's not that sometimes like, please don't get discouraged anyone if you feel like you've done affirmations and they don't like work quote unquote just keep saying them because by saying them or like make them more generalized ones just about like being abundant and prosperous like sometimes if we're trying to force a particular thing which again goes back to like the not surrendering part right like Mm. sometimes we're trying too hard to force something you know we're like I want a million dollars and I want it now (laughs) yeah okay you can manifest a million dollars but it might not come tomorrow it might not come a week like it might take like three years or five years or 10 years but like I guarantee you if you stay focused on that you will get a million dollars but you also can't I had to work through this too because I was like I think you know my spirit is sort of from like the elemental realm or someplace like or I I know what it's like to be able to just like snap snap and like get every you know like like everything I want is there and that does happen a lot for me like in various you know things so it's so funny and humbling sometimes to just remember that um, things take time they're a process and a lot of things are life work, right? Like some, some great empires were, you know, everybody's on their own, everybody's at their own pace, right? On their own journey. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And it's about moving to another thing that was life-changing for me was noticing that I was desiring. And because I was desiring, I was always in that desire state. Like that's what I continue to attract. So moving from desiring to trusting, again, of course, it always comes back to trust and knowing and believing that it is already ours, right? It's already mine. And we don't need to continue to desire because that's then that's what we'll attract back. But moving from that that state to trusting and knowing that if I want a million dollars, oh yeah, it's already mine. And I'll continue to do the work to serve people, receive downloads and do what I can so I can meet source in the middle, right? Instead of just, yeah. We, we have to be source in the middle. That's the thing. Like, yes. We can't yeah. like, we can't just ex- expect to, it's, I'm having this flash of like, I was doing intuitive readings on a, I don't know, like a radio show or something. I can't remember, but there were people calling in and asking questions, right? And there's this one guy and he's like, his voice even was like very monotone and he was like I just don't understand why things aren't manifesting for me and I was like well are you actually doing anything or are you just like sitting there basically and that's what came out was like he really wasn't taking any kind of action it's that I think he just thought he could like sit there it's what I was saying about myself you know like I'm just gonna sit here and something's gonna happen no you you pray about something and then you'll be divinely guided to take some kind of action you know whatever that might be and then you you have to take that action and then you have to keep continuing to take the series of actions that present themselves like there has to be like a wheel in in motion right yeah Yes. And just trusting that source will meet you in the middle and know that any uh, divinely guided action is um, leading you on the right path. So because also I don't want to, for me personally, that's what how I learned about manifestation. It's asking and just receiving, right? It's And now I know that it's not even about asking. It's about declaring that this is what I want. And in fact, this is already mine. And I continue to receive guidance on how to get there and source will meet me in the middle. And I mean, that's, how did you get into uh, manifestation? 
I love that. That's a funny question. I so I found this book called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder uh, when I was in my early 20s, I would say. And this book, I didn't know it at the time, but it's like a classic. Catherine Ponder wrote all of these books starting in the 1950s. And she's one of my favorites. Um, she and her story is super interested. It's super interesting. So she was guided to start writing about prosperity when she was a widowed single mother living in a one bedroom apartment or a one room space with her young son. And she was widowed and did not know what she was going to do to make money because this was like the 50s. I don't think she had any real job skills. Like, you know, she was not expecting that to happen. But anyway, so she was, you know, part of a church or whatever, and they would like gather together and pray about prosperity. And then she was guided to write about prosperity. And she became, she basically built like an empire. Like her ministry was a multi-million dollar, um, you know, industry. And she wrote all of these books on prosperity. Like, I don't even know how many, she wrote tons of books. They probably sold millions of copies. Like, you know, long story short, she has lived, I think she's in her nineties now. So she's not really active anymore, but she was a wonderful woman, incredible woman. But so I found this book and I basically just did everything in the book that it told you to do, which was write these lists, you know, and within like, so, you know, it's basically, it's like you sit down and it's, you know, a lot of the things that we do, right? Like you sit mm. down and you write out your desires and then you just keep focused on them and you, yeah. whatever. So basically after like two or three weeks, I manifested like everything on that list. And it was some wow. really, yeah, and, it, and including like a, a, a tropical vacation that led to this, like really, like that's a whole story in itself. Like it was all of these really wild things, you know? And so that's how it was kind of like, yeah, that's how it, I sort of came into it. it. was like, wow, this is amazing. Like it just well, really That's amazing. Was, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that sort of, um, started a cycle of a very prosperous period of my life was all of that. Just like, uh, yeah. So it's, it's been interesting. So, and I've experienced sort of everything when it comes to money, right? So I've lived, I, I've experienced that like extreme prosperity. And then I've also experienced the opposite as well, a lot, you know, like from being an artist and self-employed and all those kinds of things too. So my journey has really been about learning to trust and trust in the sometimes seemingly instability when there's like nothing happening, but it's like, oh, it's fine because it's always fine. Like in everything, you know? And, and so for me, it's been about learning to just like keep up leveling bigger and dreaming bigger and doing bigger because there's just a trust piece in knowing that that will be provided, knowing that it will be taken care of. And I think it's that way for a lot of people, especially people on a spiritual journey, which is I think why so many of us are drawn to entrepreneurship, even though it's not the easiest path all the time. Um, but it's so deeply linked, don't you think? to our spiritual journey like it's like our business and our spiritual journey and all of it like it's so deeply intertwined isn't it yes yes oh my goodness entrepreneurship has revealed so much about myself that I didn't know about myself and has required me to move through all these fears to be able to serve people right because my capacity to hold space for the women I serve is limited to my capacity to hold space for myself and to be able to guide myself through everything, really. And that messy middle, right, when you think that nothing's working out, even though it's just like right around the corner. And how I view it is like waves, like ocean waves, right? It would re recede and it would come back. So it's that messy middle where you're just waiting for it to come back and it's about trust, again, that we are abundantly provided for. And we just have to keep on doing our part. And source will meet us in the middle. 
Absolutely. And and really sometimes being in trust, if that does not look like what you want it to look like every moment, like, again, it can take some time. Nothing is, but again, it's really, and that is where the test comes in of like, just stay feeling abundant, stay feeling prosperous, and then look for all the little signs of abundant because I mean, life is abundant, isn't it? Like we are surrounded by infinite abundance. If you choose to look at it, if you look out the window right now, um, you know, like I can see trees, I can see the rain falling. I can see, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, wow, like nature and it's, you know, and no matter where you are, there's always something, even if it's the sky, my goodness, like we live on a planet of abundance. This breath, even just coming yes. back to this oxygen, like just the fact that I can breathe right now. I had lung problems. I told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I couldn't breathe. And it was like, wow, it makes me so grateful now for my breath that I'm able to breathe abundantly. And there's always more for me. Right. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's something I think I'd love to share too, to, to help people is really when their money stuff comes up, when the fear around the money comes up, just to breathe. Or or anything really, right? It's like, gosh, if you can just sit with your uncomfortableness and breathe, it's very powerful, isn't it? Very, very powerful because we were taught to resist, right? To push it away, to bury it. But when we just invite it in and just sit with it and breathe through it, it's magical, to say the least, because it will reveal things to you that you can work through, that you can move through. Mm -hmm. And eventually even the feelings will just go away when you invite it in instead of resisting it. It's true. It's true. It's the great irony, isn't it? Yeah. Like we, we, we try to fight things and we resist yes. them and they don't go away. And then when you just, again, you surrender to it, yes. you allow it just for a moment. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it starts to go away. So yes. it, it's all very, uh, it's, it's so interesting, isn't it? It's all sort of, it's all sort of flipped. Oh my yes. goodness. Oh, Chanel, thank you so much for coming and, um, and, and chatting with me today. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Thank you for having me. So I'm on Instagram and I'm active, very active there. I post all about money manifestation, I think three to four times a week. And I'm at Chanel Clarissa. So S-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-C-L-A-R-I-E-S-A. <laughs> it's long. But yeah, I would love to have you there. And yeah, all about let's elevate the world. You know, let's heal our relationship with money so that we are able to just live our best lives and be able to serve instead of worrying about money. You know, I've been there. I've been there. I've stayed up late at night, just worrying about my finances. I was so nervous and scared and worried whenever I paid bills. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do now. It's, it's so beautiful to live where you trust that you are abundantly provided for and you see that it is true and it is possible for everyone, like for everyone You are all so powerful and it's time to just unleash and awaken those powers and use those powers to your advantage to live your desired life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important. And I, I, I really enjoy your posts, actually. <laughs> they're always Thank good. You. They're Thank always you. good reminders. You know, again, it's like even I like not to say that I know everything, but, you know, I'm familiar with and I love hearing your stories but, and I'm familiar with a lot of the things that you share, like the concepts, but just seeing the reminders, even for me. And that's why I always make sure that I follow people like you that inspire me, that have inspiring content that are reminding me of those things because I need the reminder too, right? Yours too. I love your post too. Oh, the, the post you posted today was amazing as well. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you uh, for all you do. Us. Yeah, we're like, thank you for all you do too. Chanel, thank you so much. <laughs> Take care, thank everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.